There is so much that school leaders are juggling. We juggle every day trying to figure out what next steps we need to take. We try to be the visionary that needs to plan in the long term. And we need to make sure that we're dealing with the day to day. And then you throw in there something like school closures and virtual and hybrid learning. And our faculty numbers didn't increase in terms of having more resources. And we're expected to do a lot more with a lot less. So what can really help when we are in these kind of situations and in general, just for the day to day, is being able to stay organized with our tasks and the things that we are responsible for. Winging it only gets you so far. If you're going to be the leader that your faculty need, especially during crises or during very challenging times, such as the times that we are in right now, then we really need to be a rock solid leader for them. And that's not easy. We also need our own self-care. And how do we manage taking care of ourselves, taking care of our faculty, taking care of the responsibilities, our parents, our students? It's a lot to juggle. Today, we're gonna to talk about how we can stay on top of our tasks and not let anything slip through the cracks. This is a really important trait for a school leader, another non-negotiable, because when we are able to respond timely, give clarity, and in addition, have follow through with what we are given, you become someone who is so reliable that that empowers others and yourself to be all that you can be for your school. And you can do so without feeling so drained at the end of the day. And we're gonna talk about two strategies in particular that will help you get there. So you spend some time on Sunday evening reviewing and updating your work week. And when you're done, you look at it and say to yourself, it looks pretty darn good. You've got some wiggle room here and there for those unpredictable. You've got your meetings scheduled and have a good grasp of what your week is going to look like. You're feeling good about it because you spent the time to plan it out. But how we plan is as important as what we plan. So Monday kicks in and you start to implement this beautiful Monday schedule, someone pulls the fire alarm, and that clearly was not on your schedule. Hundreds of students and staff go through the exiting process, and you're making sure that everything goes smoothly. You're wondering if there's a real fire because you don't know yet that someone pulled the alarm. And after the fire department comes out, gives you the all clear, everyone gets back into the building and gets situated. You now have to find out who pulled the alarm, begin the investigation, and review the camera footage. You have to decide the disciplinary action, write a report, have a disciplinary meeting with the student, the parents have to come in, and when this is all said and done, most of the school day is over now with just one incident. You finally get to that lovely calendar and think to yourself, you know, this calendar isn't looking so good anymore because you realize there is a ton of things still on this list that need to be made up. Though this may sound pretty dramatic, if you've been a school principal, you know this is very real. The majority of principals at this point would say that they need to work late to get some of the stuff done. School leaders work many late hours on many occasions with an average of 60 to 80 hours a week. This pays a huge toll on the body and mind and overall self-care. You don't have time for self-care. No wonder the turnover rate for school leaders is so high. 
2017 National Survey by the U.S. Department of Education on Public School Principals found that overall, approximately 18% of principals left their position since the year before. In high poverty schools, the turnover rate was 21%. If you must manage situations like the fire drill on a full schedule while trying to be that transformational leader, the leader that makes waves in education in the lives of children, it's only a matter of time until you crack. And I've said this before, you can be that leader who just lives at the seat of their pants, letting the school environment dictate how you spend your day, or you can create that culture in your building so that you have some control over the day-to-day. Now, sometimes you just have to let some things go, or if it can wait, it's just going to have to wait. But oftentimes things are so timely in schools and require some level of response, whether you delegate it or you postpone it. But at the end of the day, there are still things that are going to come into your lap and that they are yours and yours alone to deal with. Because I care immensely about education in schools and have seen great people leave this profession that could have done great things for kids had they been supported. I've also seen dysfunctional leaders that fester toxic work cultures and lead for decades with little or no, or even worse, negatively impacting children. For our time here, I'm going to share some strategies that work really well for me in managing my schedule. I'll mention the tools that I've used, but you can find other tools that do very similar things. You just have to find the one that works for you. So there are two types of planning work. One, the weekly meeting with myself. This is a 20 to 30 minute weekly meeting. This meeting coincides with Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people and having this meeting with yourself in which he calls the weekly compass, looking at your different roles and trying to balance your work week. The difference here is you're going to only focus on one role, school leader. Looking at your Monday through Friday schedule, you probably have some meetings already scheduled and you're going to take the information from the second type of planning work, which we will talk about momentarily, the daily meeting, and you're going to incorporate the things that you miss throughout the week, whether they are missed meetings or missed tasks, and you're going to block specific times during this new week. So start off with first color coding your schedule. Now there are different ways you can categorize your schedule, but at least start off with something along the lines of something that's urgent. Say, we'll just say here it's red, a must do, yellow for a should do, and blue for could do. So you have your must do, should do, could do. You can then print out the entire week if you're using, say, Microsoft Outlook and look at your Monday through Friday in, say, landscape form. And there's something to say about looking at your whole week all at once because it provides a very cool visual idea of balance. Do you have a balanced work week? Now, if you have a very long and packed Tuesday, for example, and something on Tuesday can possibly move to a later day using your color coding system, You can then move something that say was yellow to the next day or something blue into a further day. And there's your opportunity now to provide yourself this kind of balance in a work week. You're then going to list the tasks that you missed from the previous week. And you're going to actually block out time in your calendar, one task at a time. Now, for example, you were supposed to send a parent newsletter with an update on a school project. And that was supposed to happen last week Now you're going to actually put that in your calendar, blocking out a specific time, say it's color-coded yellow, meaning that it should be done. You wanna make sure you can try to get it early in the week as possible. 
you then block out that time parent newsletter update. The point here is that you are specifically designating what you're doing in a block of time in your schedule. The color coding system allows you to quickly scan for blue boxes that can easily be moved to other days because they're the could do's. I do not recommend you pack your schedule back to back, but I admit that I have done that, but only with the understanding that I've increased my chances of not getting to it. And more importantly, I know how to respond by shifting those tasks midweek with the second form of planning, which is the daily meeting. But before I jump into that, you will need to decide what day of the week would work best for you to do this work. I prefer Thursday afternoon after the students have just left the building. I commit to not working on Friday after work and not carrying anything into my weekend for my own self-care and my family. And you have to find the day of the week that works for you and makes the most sense. Now the second meeting with myself, which is the daily meeting. This takes between five and 15 minutes a day. The length of the meeting will be based on how many tasks and meetings that were missed that you have to make up. So for example, that fire drill example would probably lead to a 15 meeting with myself either at the end of the day or just before my work day because I missed a lot of things. Missing a couple tasks the day before is usually just a five minute meeting. So here first you want to start with a daily printout, again using your Outlook calendar, of the day view. And I print this day view with the notes section printed to the right side of the sheet. And you can find this under print options. So once I have this full page with everything in my schedule for the day and this note section on the side, I divide the note section into three categories. One, today, two, tomorrow, and three, later. Looking at either your weekly calendar or the previous day calendar and any notes that you may jot down, say midday because things came up, you begin to put them in your daily notes section and you put them in the category in which the, the item has to be prioritized. Now, I don't like a lot of stickies everywhere because that gets really confusing and just challenging and I can lose a sticky and it just gets really messy. So for my own decluttering sanity, I actually keep my daily schedule printed with me throughout the day as I walk through the building. And anytime something just comes up, instead of just jotting it on a sticky, I actually just write it in my notes section. And I immediately put it in the section based on the priority. So it'll go, oh God, I got to take care of this today. This has got to happen uh, tomorrow. It can happen tomorrow. I got some wiggle room. Or this can wait till next week. This is going in my later section. So every time I plan, I only have this one pager to work with. Now, for example, my schedule is, a, is pretty full today. But something happened in the middle of the day that requires that I call a parent about a situation. If I can't delegate it, it gets written under my daily today section. I can't leave today without contacting that parent. I leave when that section is done, but I only put in the absolutely must do today tasks. Do not put in things that are somewhat urgent, but can wait a day. You'll just end up working very, very late. Another example is if I missed a follow-up, say with a department on an upcoming deadline, I will put that on my tomorrow list and I go into my schedule and block that time off tomorrow. Another example is if a teacher has an idea about a student assembly in a couple months. If I put it in my later list, this is really, really important, it stays on my later list until it's been scheduled. This is where we drop things. The things that are non-urgent, that are important, but there's just not urgent. 
and we don't have a system of going back to it. So it stays on my later list until it is finally in my schedule. Now you want to be a visionary leader. You've got to plan ahead and you have to envision things and you can't keep working in an environment where you're just, everything is urgent. So if a teacher has a great idea or there's something that you want to come up with, these are the, the foundations of our school cultures. So ensuring that whatever's on our later list gets scheduled is really important if we want to ensure that we have a strong, supportive and positive work culture. Now I have my five to 15 minute meeting with myself, either at the end of the day or in the morning, the day before work. At this time, I update my schedule with those tasks based on where I had categorized them, which may mean I move things around to make room for the urgent. Now remember, you have a color-coded schedule and will not be moving the red urgent must-do-today pieces, but you'll move the other things depending on their priorities. I do not cross off anything on those tasks unless they are scheduled in my calendar. If it's on my later list, it gets transferred from day to day until it finally lands a spot on my calendar or got delegated. Now, here is the really cool thing about the system. If you do this or a version of this with Fidelity and you find that your daily schedule, your today, tomorrow, and later list are piling up every day, it's clear you need support. This may mean you need to delegate more and this could be to the office clerks or other administrators or department heads, but the idea is that you cannot work at full capacity and keep adding to your load. Share the load. And if their load is at capacity, then it's a different issue. It's a sign that you need more hands on deck and you may need in addition to your team. I hope sharing the daily and weekly meeting with myself practice helps give clarity on how you can complete and handle the responsibilities that school leaders have while still balancing time for yourself so you can have self-care or more time with your family. You have to make it your own, so play around with it. Keeping the essential practices of maintaining a daily schedule and a system to categorize your priorities today, tomorrow, or later, and then transferring those into your main schedule, your weekly schedule, with your five to 15 minute daily meeting. The weekly planning focus on the long-term work is critical for the visionary leader. So make this a habit for less stress, more balance, which will lead to continuing loving the work that we do every day for kids.